Welcome to the Vital Goddess Podcast, where we explore an empowering and sexy reframe on midlife, menopause, and beyond. I'm your host, Diane Shepard, certified holistic sexuality coach with a specialty in the Taoist jade egg practice and a passion for lifelong vitality. I call midlife and menopause the passion portal, an initiation into the most vital, creative, and sexiest chapter of a woman's life if we choose it. And we have a lot more agency than we've been led to believe. You see, from the Taoist perspective, your sexual energy, also known as your libido, is not just about sex. It's the foundation of everything. Your mental and physical health, your creativity, and so much more. It's your personal holy grail, your personal wellspring of vitality. And midlife is the perfect time to tap into it. I offer a mind, body, spirit, and trauma-informed perspective on Taoist and Tantric practices that support you in reclaiming your pleasure, unleashing your inner goddess, and aligning with your true desires so that you can rebirth your life and rock your third chapter like a queen. If you're done feeling like you're being put out to pasture, you are in the right place. I have a hunch that you're just getting started. The best is yet to come. You see, we're in the midst of a renaissance here. A new way of being human on the planet is emerging, and reclaiming our sensuality has everything to do with it. I believe that turned-on, seasoned women will lead the way in creating a new world where everyone gets to thrive. These are no ordinary times, and you, my friend, are no ordinary woman. I am so glad you're here. Welcome to the show. Well, hey there, Diane here. Welcome back to the show. I am always so thrilled you're here. And if you're brand new, big welcome to you as well. So happy to have you here on board. So here I am again. I'm recording my podcast a little bit more frequently than I normally do. I normally um, put out an episode or publish once a week. But I wanted to come on a little more frequently to hopefully inspire you to check out my program, Second Spring Queen. We are starting our fall semester very soon in the beginning of September. And I want to just make sure that you know it's available <laughs> and that you, um, if you want to, take advantage of it and jump in there with us. I would love to have you there if it's a good fit, right? And there's an incredible discount too. So I don't know, just make sure that you know about that. And the way I best communicate with my community is through the podcast. I really love this style of communication. So rather than send a lot of emails around it, I just decided to pop on here a little more frequently, share some content with you, hopefully give you some value regardless of, you know, whether or not you do the program. Um, But I, yeah, I just want to make sure you know that's happening. And if you're drawn, the, the, the thing to do is to set up a free session with me. I call it your pleasure queen activation session. And in that session, I will guide you through a, a feminine embodiment or feminine spirituality practice so that you can tap in to your sacred feminine, the part of you that is tuned into that wisdom, right? That embodied part of you so that you can make that decision from that embodied place. I'm a big believer in embodiment first before making any decision. You want to see how it feels in your body. So I'll, yeah, I'll guide you through. You got to feel my energy in person. We'll meet 
you know, one-on-one in Zoom so you can see if you like my vibe. And uh, then I'll just give you the whole lowdown on the program, walk you through everything that's involved, all the all the things that you get access to. And so then you'll know by the end of that session if now's, now's the right time, you know. So that's why I'm coming on here a little bit more frequently. So in today's episode, I wanted to go into the topic of releasing shame, releasing the shame, I'm calling it, and reclaiming the sacred feminine best practices. So I wanted to share a little bit about shame. I know it's a heavy word, um, but I want to unpack that a little bit because it's just the number one thing that blocks our our joy, our vitality, and definitely our pleasure. I think it really is um, a friend of mine. I had a great conversation with a colleague, friend of mine the other day on this. We recorded a podcast episode coming soon. I'm going to share that with you soon. But we had a wonderful conversation about this. And she was saying, oh, shame's like this boulder, right? It can really block us. I love that analogy. Um, and yeah, reclaiming the sacred feminine. And I wanted to share um, the practices that I use in my work. There are many ways to work with this, obviously, but I wanted to just break it down for you so you know how I work with this. And um, yeah, and hopefully it'll underscore any kind of free content that you're working um, with that you've gotten from me, or, you know, perhaps if you want to join us in Second Spring Queen, we dive into this quite deeply. So, so shame, that word, right? Maybe say it out loud if you, if you have the privacy to do that right now. It's like, it feels heavy, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like shame. I feel, oh God, I could feel it in my, when I say it out loud, especially, I could feel this heaviness in my heart in my belly and even in my yoni, there's like this sinking feeling. I don't know what the word is in other languages, but um, I wonder if it's um, a similar reaction people have in their bodies. Shame is, um, you know, part of the human experience, but I think it's been way overused, you know, in the past 5,000, 6,000 years of patriarchy. It's been a complete control program, especially around the feminine, you know? And it's a very toxic, um, sticky, heavy energy that can really stop us in our tracks and really dim our light, really keep us from living the life we came here to live. Yeah. And again, it's been a, a control program. And how do, how do you control people when you have shame as a tool? It's really easy to to take people out and um, make people feel very unsafe because shame just Again, it's heavy, it, it, it isolates us, and um, yeah, and, and in terms of our nervous system, now I don't want to get too geeky here or nerdy with you here, but this helped me really understand what's happening in our bodies with shame when I started to understand something called the polyvagal theory, and this is a theory that was um, created by a man, Stephen Porges, who's brilliant, such a great contribution to the world of trauma healing, and so he you know, has done a lot of great work, but what I took away from his work was this understanding of uh, part our, our nervous system reaction that goes into freeze, right? So, you know, prior to his work, I think most people thought about trauma and stored trauma in the body as fight or flight, right? Fight or flight. And, or then you're good to go. Everything's fine. You're, you're chilling. However, he realize there's a whole other part of our nervous system where shame hangs out. Uh, technically, it's called the dorsal vagal um, part of the nervous system. 
And this is the uh, high activation of our nervous system. So it's beyond fight or flight. It's when we actually play possum that we are so like traumatized that we can't move. So the, the, uh, the mantra here for this, this activation of the nervous system is I can't, right? And when we are in more fight or flight, the, the mantra, I guess you would say, for that part of the nervous system being activated is I can, because you can fight or you can flight, right? You can run away, um, moving away or moving towards a threat, yeah? And I like to think of the, the, the chill part of our nervous system. I should say that fight or flight, the technical term for that is a sympathetic part of the nervous system, right? And when we get into what's called the parasympathetic part of the nervous system, which I like to call the pleasure zone or the ventral vagal state, which is where we are available for pleasure, for connection, for curiosity, for healing. This is where our body is able to rest, digest, and rejuvenate so many valuable reasons why we want to really train our nervous system to um, be stronger so we can come down into that state more often, right? There's definitely practices we can do, and I teach a number of them. We'll talk about it in this episode. But um, I think that's important to understand about shame, how shame hangs out in that highly activated part of the nervous system where that's that incapacity, that inertia, And I wanted to bring it up specifically in connection to sensual practice, because this is something that every woman I know has, has had to navigate when she started to do some kind of um, feminine, sacred feminine practice, or um, any kind of sensuality practice, you know, any kind of pleasure practice. Jade egg, I'll use the example of jade egg, which is one of the tools that I use in my program. Um, A woman can be really excited about you know, the jade egg practice. And then when she goes to practice, you know, tries to take the, the egg out of the drawer and set up her space and everything's going well. And then the actual practice, there's this like inertia that can come in or this like heaviness, like I just can't, like, why am I having all this sticky, heavy energy, right? And that is, um, I, I think, shame, you know? And from our own past trauma, whatever that has been, but also generational trauma, that has been handed down. Um, and all humans experience this, right? But it's been a heavy dose on the feminine of, of shame. And I believe because the feminine is so powerful, that's <laughs> the control program was, is really designed to, to, to take that power out at the root, right? Just cut it off at the base. Because it uh, can be very destabilizing to um, any kind of patriarchal or hierarchical system if the feminine is really active and alive and vibrant and people have a direct line to their divinity through pleasure. Can you imagine? <laughs> right? So, yeah, shame is something that we all navigate. So I want to take the shame out of shame even, right? I find that a lot of women are reluctant to even use that word. I want to talk about that because they feel shame about having shame. So I, I'm a big believer in let's, let's just name the elephant in the room. Let's shine the light on it. And that's how we heal. And just know that you are not alone. That's part of the experience of shame is to feel isolated, to feel that it's just you and that you're somehow broken or something. And absolutely not true. All right. So now I want to go into some of my favorite practices, what I use in my work to support women in releasing the shame and reclaiming the sacred feminine. And I use the word sacred there very intentionally because let's start there. That's one of my favorite 
tools or practices, if you will, is to honor our bodies, our sensuality, our sexuality, our even emotions as sacred. And that might be the ultimate antidote right there. Just a whole reframe of how we view the feminine landscape. And when we can start to shift into the attitude of reverence, honor, um, worship even, which is the ancient way, the ancient goddess way, then shame can coexist with that, right? So once we start to, and women that work with me know this, I'm always harping on that, harping on it. I'm always emphasizing that, um, that we are sacred, that your body is sacred. And um, we need to honor that, I think is maybe the first step even to kicking shame to the curb. It's about reclaiming what was once sacred and has been deemed taboo, right? Vilified and bringing it back up, dusting it off, polishing it and put it back on its throne of reverence. That's the way I like to look at it all. And that's why I even call my podcast The Vital Goddess, right? Just that remembering that, yes, you are a goddess and <laughs> you are sacred. It's, um, I think, one of the most powerful things we can do to really get right with that, get in alignment with that. And you'll, you'll start to feel the, the vibration of shame dissolving. Um, it, it's incredible how that works. All right, so another one of my favorite practices or tools to, again, release the shame and reclaim the sacred feminine is sensual pleasure. It's one of the pillars of my work, and it's so foundational to everything that we do in my world, (laughs) In, in this podcast as well. I always try to encourage you to explore what, you know, pleasure means to you, right? When we start to really just incorporate more sensual pleasure into our daily lives, it's a huge game changer. It's, again, another powerful antidote to shame. When you have pleasure running in your system, it makes it really hard to, for shame to coexist. You know, you, you might feel an internal battle going on for a while there, but in the long run, if you keep at it, pleasure will win. <laughs> I promise you. So um, one thing I love to uh, really advise any woman I meet, is to really start to explore micro doses of pleasure throughout your day and really give yourself permission to explore how pleasure wants to wants to move through you is the way I like to say it. And this could be so simple, as simple as say, sitting in the sunshine for five minutes a day and just allowing your body to feel the pleasure of that. And, you know, really really sinking in and receiving it. And that takes practice. So little doses of pleasure are a great way to build power here. Or this can be, um, if you love chocolate, I love dark chocolate. (laughs) So if you have a favorite brand of chocolate or truffle or whatever, that can be a spiritual practice. Just, you know, really taking your time to enjoy that chocolate and allowing that pleasure to just move you, to move through you. How does pleasure want to move through you is, is the name of the game here. So um, when you do that, again, it just dissolves heavy energy like shame. And it's a deeply healing practice. And from the feminine perspective, pleasure connects you to your divinity. When you have pleasure running in your system, you are running 
your sacred feminine energy. You are opening to the beauty and the radiance of who you are, and you're opening to the love of who you are at the core as well. So again, a lot of what I teach are these arts, right? I like to call them Venusian arts, goddess of love arts, and pleasure is at the heart of that. So uh, that's a big thing that we explore in Second Spring Queen, of course, and in pretty much everything we do. And another favorite practice of mine to, again, release shame and reclaim the sacred feminine is the breath, breath work. And we have a very specific style of breath work that we use in my program. And you will definitely get um, various free offers around that as well if you hang around. But if you're in my program, we, we dive deep into using the breath to um, as a healing tool and to really invite in the breath as as a way of opening to more pleasure, as a way of opening to, again, more beauty, more radiance, and more love. And um, the breath is one of the most powerful tools we have to access our subconscious content where the shame can linger, the trauma can linger, and blocks to pleasure hang out there, right? So when we work with the breath in, in an intentional practice, and the way I teach it is a form of conscious connected breath work. I know we spoke about this in previous episodes, even the, the prior episode, I believe. Um, but when we work with the breath in that way, it brings us on a journey, on a physical journey, so we can really connect with our bodies and see where we might be holding tension and trauma and freeze patterns in our bodies. And it gives us an opportunity to, to greet those places with love, compassion, with gentleness, so they can gently start to integrate and dissolve. And it also brings us on an emotional journey, which is really important to the healing. When we come into breathwork in this way, it really can open up um, our deeper emotions that maybe we haven't given ourselves permission to feel. And that emotional processing is really key to releasing shame and trauma from the body. These emotions want to be felt. Emotions are meant to be put in motion, right? And even though it can be challenging, I get that. It could even be scary to feel the tougher stuff, when we have the courage to, you know, breathe into that in a safe container and feel what we need to feel, things can shift a lot quicker than we think. And um, again, breathwork is one of the most, I think, beautiful and powerful tools to do that. And the way I like to work with the breath is very much about the feminine and about, um, you know, resourcing ourselves and coming into, again, that that um, calm state, that place of rest, digest, and pleasure, the pleasure zone, um, that parasympathetic um, state of the nervous system, and the way we use the breath will absolutely strengthen you in that way. You'll have a much stronger connection um, to accessing that, that part of you that um, can receive more pleasure. Another tool that I use in my work is something called TRE or trauma release exercises. And in my program, Second Spring Queen, we have a workshop series. So one of the workshops I'll be offering this uh, fall is on TRE, trauma release exercises. And so what this is, if you're new to that, I'll make sure I link in the show notes um, to the main TRE site so you can learn more about that if you want to. But basically, it's you know how animals just have this natural way to release um, 
a threat, um, a stressful situation, something that has traumatized them. And the classic um, antelope getting chased by the lion, you've seen this on the internet somewhere, I'm sure, and the antelope gets away. What the antelope does is find some safety and then violently shakes his or her body. And we have tools to, to, to do the same, to downregulate our nervous system again, to come into that place, the pleasure zone, to come out of that fight or flight, or even that freeze and the shame zone, that, that place of um, I can't, and even go through that place of I can, fight or flight, to come into I am, that, that more present zone. So what TRE can do is help us um, remember how to do that in our own body. There is a series of exercises that will connect you with, it's called a tremor. Don't let that word scare you. It's a self-induced therapeutic tremor. And it's um, an intentional, or I should say unintentional really, but we intentionally invoke it. But it's more of like um, a non-voluntary shaking that happens in the body and it can be amazing for um, releasing uh, stress and trauma and and shame from the body that's been you know long held in the body and TRE is a beautiful tool for that so that's something that we work with in my program as well. Another tool that we use is movement. I'm a big fan of sensual movement as a healing art, and specifically pelvic movements can be really powerful. And once we start to really understand how. Um, how our pelvis is naturally designed to move and just give our pelvis permission to move the way she's naturally designed to move, which, give you a hint, is sensual. (laughs) We get full range of motion in the pelvis and the pelvic floor. It can be incredible for releasing shame, especially when we're working in the hips, the hip joints, or around the sit bones and around the tail and the sacrum. We can hold so much um, trauma and shame there and tension. When you think about it, the when, when, when we feel shame in the body, one of the physical reactions I think we all have as a human is to tuck our tail. And so when we consciously work on allowing the tail to untuck, you know, in a movement practice, it's incredible how things can, can move <laughs> out of the body and you can you know, feel the emotions you need to feel and process what you need to process so that you can recalibrate to pleasure, you know, the pleasure zone. And um, in in the temple sessions, our live temple sessions that we have in Second Spring Queen, we always incorporate some kind of sensual movement there, some pelvic movement. And it's been a really beautiful, very simple, but beautiful practice. And something I really encourage, you know, all of my clients, um, and all the women I know, to, <laughs> to take on a daily practice of some kind of pelvic sensual movement because it is just so incredibly therapeutic, feels great, and one of the best things we can do to create more space for pleasure in, in our bodies so that we can become a stronger container to hold more pleasure, so we can run more pleasure through our systems. And again, pleasure, again, is a direct line in to the sacred feminine. Another tool or practice that I love for releasing shame and reclaiming the sacred feminine is sound. We use the, the, the tool of sound a lot in my program. 
And it is another great way to, again, release what wants to release, alchemize what wants to be alchemized and integrated. Our sound, right, the vibrational tone of our own voice is is one of the most powerful tools we have. And this is something that, um, you know, the animal kingdom (laughs) knows how to do, howling and making sound to to heal. And um, if you have a cat, maybe you've heard your cat make sounds occasionally, your dogs do this too. But um, what I encourage is very organic sounding in in our live spaces, like sounding, making sounds that want to come out. Whatever your body wants to sound, let it come out. If you have tension in the body, is there a sound that that wants to come out from that place in the body? That kind of thing. So I call that more organic sounding. And then we also work with something called the Taoist healing sounds, which are a beautiful system connected to something called sexual reflexology, or in our case, vaginal reflexology, that um, are the, they're this group of sounds that correspond to various um, parts of the yoni or reflexology zones in the yoni or vagina. And we work with this in our live temple sessions in Second Spring Queen. And, um, you know, each sound has a corresponding emotion that tends to get stuck there. So it helps to liberate any energy that's stuck. Again, simple but super powerful practice. So we dive into that pretty deeply in, in my work as well. And another tool that we explore in my work, of course, is the jade egg or yoni egg practice. And I have a whole... Um, deep dive into this in my program, Second Spring Queen. It's a program I've created called Jade Rebirth. It's a pre-recorded online program, a step-by-step yoni mastery program, multi-orgasmic mastery program. And it's really everything you're going to need to know lifelong um, on how to use the jade egg or the yoni egg to really play your instrument to do the healing work. You know, we use, of course, the Taoist healing sounds in that practice, but to do the healing work so you can restore the natural movement, the natural dexterity, the natural succulence and multi-orgasmic capacity of your yoni. So vaginal orgasm is is one of the benefits of using the jade egg. And, and this is where orgasm, um, you know, can can take on a like a, a different tone than say the clitoral orgasm, which I think that's a beautiful pathway into the sacred as well. But different nuances of orgasm is what you start to experience when you use something like a jade egg or a yoni egg. And um, there's orgasm associated with lots of different parts of the body, but the ones we focus on mostly are the G zone or the G spot area and the cervical area, the cervical orgasm which um, is like a whole body experience, which I know so many women are craving. And once we start running that kind of energy through the system, through our system, again, it kicks shame to the curb because there's really not a space for that to coexist. (laughs) So the more orgasm you have, you know, the more connected and online your yoni is to connected to your brain, um, you know, the less shame can, can, can have a grip on you. And one more practice that I want to share here with you that I really, really love. I consider this to be the the, the sister practice to the jade egg practice. I, I think they're the dream team for, for healing and empowerment in the sacred feminine. And it's the yoni wand practice. And in my work, we um, also have a course that's called Yoni Wand Healing, where we focus on specific healing practices with a yoni wand. So what is a yoni wand? Well, I recommend getting a crystal wand 
And so it's a crystal tool, if you will, carved in the shape of a wand. There are various shapes and sizes, but it's a tool a woman can use internally, just like a jade egg or a yoni egg. But the wand is a little different. It can give you um, more surface area and you can apply pressure in different ways. So there are specific healing practices in yoni wand healing, this pre-recorded course that is available in, in my program where um, you can really do some deep healing work, de-armoring, if you will, on the G-zone or the G-spot area where we tend to hold a lot of anger and rage. So I've got some really great practices with the Yoni one for that, but also some cervical de-armoring as well. And I think every woman I've ever met has had some armoring around um, all parts of the yoni, but the cervix can can tend to hold a lot. So there are specific practices with um, with yoni wands that you can work with to de-armor these areas so that you can, again, release any held trauma and shame and reclaim the sacred pleasure that's available there. Again, a portal into your sacred feminine. So doing work like this on your own, you can definitely do it. There have been periods of my life where where I just kind of pulled back and did my own thing. However, if, if you can be in connection with other women, a small group of women who are doing similar work, it can be <laughs> deeply healing. It can be wonderful for, again, releasing shame. You realize you're not alone. It's not just you. And it just is so permission giving, right? Women who are doing the work to um, to heal in this area and support each other and cheer each other on. Because here's the thing, women who um, maybe aren't aware that they're carrying shame, they're not aware even that they're carrying trauma, they're numb to it. I think it's um, an epidemic really that so many modern women can be operating in what I like to call functional freeze. It's like they can function, they can get stuff done, but there's a part of them, their sensuality, their pleasure that is is in lockdown, is in freeze, right? So you can you can still function in your life, but you know, if if you're a human being who's interested in in feeling fully alive and having a lot of pleasure, you know, it's not no way to live. But a lot of women don't even realize that they're shut down. They don't realize they're carrying shame. And what happens then is that um, they can easily shame women who are, say, a woman who's really embodying her pleasure, her joy, um, her sensuality, it becomes can become an easy target, right? So it can be, I feel really challenging to get support from women who are not engaging in this work. You can get support in other ways from your friends who aren't doing this work for sure. But it's gonna, I, I found to be true that it's really hard to get the support that you deserve from women who aren't, aren't doing this kind of work. It, it can just be a very painful experience. I've experienced that personally many, many times. So I wanted to create a space where, um, where women can access that sisterhood, right? And really encourage um, the, the cheering each other on and celebrating each other. I think it's just so, so important and invaluable, really. So that's all for this episode. I hope that inspired you in some way. And uh, yeah, if if you're feeling it, I'd love to see you on that free Pleasure Queen activation call. The link is in the show notes if you want to sign up. And I will catch you next time. Take care. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you're resonating with what I'm sharing here on the show, and perhaps you're curious, you want to know more, you want to go deeper, I've created a free 
masterclass for you to explore. It's called the Vital Goddess Masterclass. And in that masterclass, we go deeper into the concepts that I cover here in the podcast, basically all about reclaiming your pleasure, unleashing your unique expression of the sacred feminine, and rebirthing your life at midlife with the Taoist Jade Egg Practice. It's pretty robust. You want to carve out some time to really take in the information, but you can find um, a link to that in the show notes. It's totally free, and I would love it if you check that out. There's a lot there, and I think you'll get a lot of value out of it. Packed with value, very robust. And if you have a woman or women in your life that you feel would benefit from what I'm sharing here on the show, please share the love, pass it along. I would so appreciate that as well. I just really feel the world's going to be a better place the more that um, that we connect as turned on women. And if you happen to be listening to this on the Apple Podcast app, it's never been easier to leave a review. And I would so appreciate it if you did that. And um, it, it's really easy to scroll down. You'll see a little place where you can just type in a review. It used to be more complicated, but on the app, they've made it super easy. And that is a way for women to find this podcast, Women Who Need It The Most. So if you have the time, it would only take about 60 seconds now with this new situation. You can just scroll down and leave a review. Be so deeply appreciated. All right. Bye for now. It's been such a pleasure to have you here. I will catch you next time. Take care.